This is the chop up, trying to get chopped up, not get slapped up. You already know. Yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? Yeah. This is the chop up. I am your boy, the political plug, Damo. I am here with. Your girl Toya G. What's going on? We're on the late night creep. Shout out to TLC. So I creep. <laughs> Ooh. Yo. It, Mercy it, Jesus. And, and definitely want to give a shout out to the boy George Lee. Yeah. Uh, he is doing his thing with his family uh, out there in Oklahoma. So shout out to the family. You feel me? But we're going to go get cracking anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a quick chop. Yeah. We're just going to slide in, slide out. But we definitely want to touch base with y'all. Uh man, this this editing, this technology has been all crazy. These schedules been crazy, but we gonna keep it rolling and definitely make sure that you all have the ability to catch us on uh, Blog Talk Radio, on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you want to call it, on SoundCloud, all of those platforms. You know you got the show, um, and we out here cooking. Listen, shout out to Kansas City too, real quick. Tornado season already underway. Tornado Alley been tearing up stuff. It's people all across the Midwest, Oklahoma, Ohio. Missouri, Kansas, you know, on, you know what I'm saying, the edge of their seat trying to deal with this weather. So we, I'm definitely missing home. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy right, right. that most of the reports I got back from the town were positive. And this would be the only time I hold it down for KCK. But shout out to y'all because I definitely know y'all got kind of shook up a little bit. Don't I mean, I disrespect. Don't but disrespect. You know what I'm saying? It's neither here nor there. Just know we always, I'm always representing Kansas City from the Missouri side. And don't you ever forget it. Don't you ever get it fucked up. And anyway. shout out to the Raptors for winning game one. Anyway, so with the uh, with the quick chop, we still got to get a snap chop in. Yeah. Game one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finals. Raptors. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> the Raps stole a game from uh, Golden State. I'm hoping that it happens three more times. I really don't want Golden State to win again. Because uh, you're a hater. And I'm not a hater at all. I'm just bored. Dynasties are great, winning is great, all that kind of fun stuff. But uh, if we could just kind of get some new razzle-dazzle up in there. I think that's what made me fall in love with them. Uh, what was that, the 2011 Mavs that went and snuck in there? Because yeah. it was just like, yes, cut up some of this monotony from the heat and from LeBron uh, and from this, that, and the other. What was that the Cavs? I think that was, nah, that was what you That was heat time. Uh, and so I just, yeah, shout, yeah. Out, shout out to the Mavs. Yeah, shout yeah. out to hopefully the Raps. Uh, shout out to Kawhi because that boy going off. And Warriors and six. He definitely out here. Warriors uh, and Fred six. Fred Van Fleet, uh, Doggone Pascal Siakam. That's uh, really that's really who it is. Yeah, it's that boy Pascal. Game one love. Yeah, so, we out here. So shout out, shout out to the family, shout out to the family. But uh, what? Well, real quick before we move on, yeah. what's your what's your prediction for the series? How many games? I think it'll go to six. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Toronto is going to win. Um, I mm. hope whatever Juju Drake is giving them is good <laughs> enough to pull them niggas through. But at any event, I think it'll be at least another back and forth. And I'm hoping that the Raptors win. I just still think Golden State is going to win and I'm going to be bored again. That's me. Yeah, well, I'm um, I'm definitely pro-Dynasty, so I'm definitely pro-Warriors, you feel me? Sure. Uh, like I said, Warriors in six. I will say this. They do need Kevin Durant. That's not, you know, exaggeration. Uh, clearly, you feel me? They missing his presence. I mean, it's still seven games again. Let's not act like uh, you know the Warriors ain't. They they they're not. Uh, they're used to adversity. Sure, you know, sure, sure, you, sure. You see what they did to the Rockets. I just yeah. I 
I hope they continue to play poorly. I hope that they struggle. I hope that Drake continues to get into their head. I hope that because Clay tried to call him Aubrey and, you know, <laughs> talk down to him. Yeah, he clearly is stirring up, you know, the gift of, you know what I'm saying, being the new Raptors mascot. And I just hope he continues to show the shit out of them to the point they can't focus. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I doubt it'll get that far. But, you know, interesting game. It'll be an interesting series. But that has been the yay for uh, good basketball, and we are under a hundred days to get back to football. So whichever way you want to cut it, let's get it. Let's but get it. Uh, the the boring ass part of sports season is approaching though. Oh God, so we'll we'll make it through. We'll make it through the summertime. We'll make it through the summertime. All right. So you know, let's go ahead and jump into these chops real quick. Okay, forget so about. It. We're gonna start with my favorite. Yeah, the political the chop. political chop. Uh, so I got a couple of, of stories I want to discuss really quickly with you all. Yeah. Uh, now the first is probably the most interesting. And when I seen this headline, I was definitely like, "You lying!" You know what I'm saying? But the headline reads as such: "Racial prejudice has declined as a reaction to Trump's presidency." A new study suggests. <clears throat> sure. Initial reaction Bullshit uh, <laughs> Poppycock Balderdash Not true Not realistic I read a different headline tomorrow That'll tell me how uh, Much higher extremism is in this country How much uh, How many more hate crimes We're seeing across this country Over the last How many ever years And so My question is And will always remain Who the hell is doing these studies And I know the article that you have Kind of outlines the person who did it And you know, kind of some percentages and some numbers, but I'm not buying that shit. I don't know who this person is, how many people they actually talk to, what, you know, theoretical justifications. And here's my thing. Like, I want racism to be calibrated, calculated and uh, uh, accounted for by people of color. Like, I want various and more nuanced interpret because i don't know what you know air quotes here racism is in the context of this particular study or what they're you know what i'm saying like i'm just i'm skeptical about a lot of what studies like these produce because i think what it does is put us in the dangerous position of post-raciality that we can't afford to be in as a country because we see what just happened today donald trump put tariffs on Mexico <laughs> until we figure out our situation with illegal immigrants and bullshit like that. Like that is racist. That is racism par excellence. So how do you release a study that says that, you know, we are living in a time with least racism than we could have anticipated from, you know, the Donald Trump regime. And at the same time, watch this man in real time, put up tariffs uh, against Mexico that will cost force them to pay more money for our shit and in turn cost force us to pay more money for the shit that we have because now we got to make it and produce it which is not a position that a lot of people are prepared for in areas like agriculture areas like car parts where you think your honda getting this i mean your american-made car not honda but what your toyota is getting parts from mexico so what happens if mexico wants to toss some shit back in the water it's like we're gonna tear up y'all asses so now it's just got recession and bad decisions written all over now before you go full i'm Cussing everybody out. All right. Uh, <laughs> let me let me answer some of your questions first. So the first question I'm gonna answer is who was the study done by? It was done by a political scientist by the name of Daniel J. Hopkins. We don't know who that nigga is. Donald J. Trump. Shit sounds too familiar. <laughs> I'm not with it. Stop playing. But political scientist Daniel J. Hopkins. You can look him up. Um, I think the interesting part of the study is that it actually set out to determine. Uh, or to to attempt to quantify 
uh, the amount of people who Donald Trump has galvanized into hatred because, I mean, let's be real. That was the thing. What we always knew from the jump is that more people are going to be more comfortable being racist. Yeah. However. Uh, Comma. Uh, semicolon. Go ahead. However. What he found was that even though there was a small number of racists who were who got hyped. Essentially, you know, they was feeling it. They they with it. They rock with all the racism. They got it. That's actually a small number, though. But there was actually a larger portion of the population who was so uh, what should we say ashamed? Is that the is that the word to use? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But they wasn't fucking with it. You know what I mean? It was a a large uh, a large amount of this group who was posed, studied. You know, was a part of. I mean, but uh, you know the old the age old saying. The worst thing you could call a white person is racist. Like, right. they just taking it back, befuddled by that. You but, know what I'm saying? So it doesn't surprise me that they want to hold on to that shit as long as it can't but, be directly pointed back to somebody who is so directly and heavy-handedly racist. It is surprising, though, when you look at, however, that the, we thought that, the, that society and white people in general will become more racist, right? But it's actually the opposite. You feel me? They and this is where I get you know in in debate we say T or topicality or what is your definition of racist? Like I want to know more about this study and how it was cultivated and developed because you telling me people are not as racist and I can just as quickly Google hate crimes in the United States, uh, extremism in the United States. I can Google. I seen pictures all over Twitter from the weekend from a KKK rally where they in the streets arguing with other like that's racism. Par excellence. And a right. lot of these groups were not staging these types of bold demonstrations. I mean, do we need to talk about Heather Hire? Do we need to talk about, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, the various travel bans and direct. So, I, I mean, Donald, so, and Donald Trump got elected. So, my my, my, my my final point is that he's speaking for somebody. Right. Okay. You can't okay. tell me that he got elected. He got the support approval numbers be up and up and up and down and up and down and up and down. He's speaking for somebody. Uh, somebody like the shit. All right, so I got an, I can answer another one of your questions. I'm excited. Second question: Who was the people he was talking to? Now the data was drawn from a nationally representative sample about twenty thousand people interviewed five times between 2007 and 2008. Subsets of the sample submitted to eight further interviews, most recently in November in 2018. Now to answer your third question, mm-hmm. T, what is oh? Less racism. racism. Now, yeah. I guess the, the article and the study probably use the word more like prejudice than they do actually racist. Uh, you know, we you know as niggas we just group prejudice, prejudice. In with okay. racism. Right? Okay, gotcha. Uh, but the article says that prejudice was assessed based on that uh, based on the credence that white Americans gave to stereotypes. Specifically, they were asked to rank different racial groups on scales of trustworthiness and work ethic. Respondents also weighed in on race-related politics, such as whether the government should make special provisions for black Americans or whether minority populations should fend for themselves. Across the roughly 12-year period covered by the data, anti-black prejudice declined based on those metrics with an especially marked drop between November 2016 and November 2018. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, okay, do you want to know the real... If, would you like me to cut to the chase and the reason why I'm like under-impressed with this? Is because, once again, these are perspectives that are calculating and calibrating racism on an individual level, and it's not cool to be fucked up no more. 
it's not cool to right. be racist no more, right. or prejudice no more, or even like you know what I'm saying. Like right, outside right, of these, right. you know, viral videos we get every now and again some, of somebody being just blatantly terrible. Like the vast majority of people don't want to do shit. The thing is, when we talk about the materialization of prejudice of racism, you have to look at the structural uh, kind of orientation of those things. You go, of course, in 2019, it's not politically correct. It's not cool to be like. F the Jews, F the niggers, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. not the wave. What you gonna get, you know what I'm saying, is people who benefit from systems, who uncheck privilege, who use the privilege that they have to unbeknownst to them, trounce upon other people to be prejudiced, perpetuate prejudice, ideals, and perspectives that lock people out of doing shit, like getting the jobs that they deserve. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. not really like, and, 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 you know, having access to the housing that they need. Those are the types of conversations that I'm interested in. In what ways have they changed those types we, of behaviors? I bet we, it's zero. We're going we to get to that. We're going to get to that. But. I think it's interesting. I mean, maybe in a vacuum, right? Like it it, it feeds more so into our uh, what, what do we call it? Like we don't fuck with liberals, like people who act like they fuck with niggas, Democrats, like that, like the the traditional understanding of progressivism from sure. a niggas perspective is like that neoliberal neoliberal. You know what I'm saying? Like you you look like you're trying to help, but everything you do is just fucked the opposite up. Of that. Right. However. If you look at that data in contrast to how we have been describing what society has been becoming up under Donald Trump, then that's actually where you see a lot of that information being refuted. Because at the same time, what you're saying is it's not okay to be fucked up. But then we're also or a part of the narrative is also that society itself has been more racist right Mm -hmm. and so what the what the what dude data is pointing out is that there is a uh what's happening is you have people who are even though they may hold like racist views because they i mean one of the things he points out is that he does believe that a a lot of it is shallow and more data will have to be done to kind of understand more of like how we really come to understand each other. Mm. This is very surface level, right? But I think the idea when you say it's not okay to be fucking uh, racist, to be bigoted, to be, you know, anti-Semitic, to be anti-gay, like that shit's not cool, right? It it uh, it, it kind of contradicts the narrative that society is becoming more fucked up because of Donald Trump. And what the what the data is arguing, his data at least, is saying that there is a or a, a minority that is a, a loud minority, right? Like the the people who do fuck with them, the people who are becoming more violent, are a minority who are just lashing out because they see society becoming more uh, dismiss or I mean what. Ne- I don't know the word right word to use, but they not they ain't fucking with it. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like society is fucking less with those bigoted conservative values, and those bigoted conservatives are becoming more violent, lashing out against that process. I which you know is the troubling, <laughs> the troubling part about being where we are is 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 for some reason. And I mean, I think that's why I love the resilience of black people, because there is not many of us or as many of us as it is, for example, white people. But the imprint that black people have made on this culture and in this society is undeniable. The alternative, though, is that when it comes to materializing better conditions for the country writ large and not even just for black, it seems like the people who are air quotes here, the dominant majority 
are unable and uncapable to overcome the onslaught of you know the opposition of the people who are loud and wrong and problematic mm-hmm. and so this is a great example of this is 22 fucking democrats who because I mean, of the fracturing in a very potentially powerful party have fractured themselves 22 23 different ways right, right, and can't right. even come together enough with representatives for the cause for the you know for the belief for the ethics for the morals for the the principles of the party for some type of solidarity to be even close to competition to like a Donald a, Trump a united front like yeah. when you do this is, and you know I'm gonna I'm say I'm gonna finish this thought and then I definitely you know I, yeah, run I got this out I got, I got but you look at the other side of what Republicans have done and what conservatives have done and you have people like uh, uh, what's the Zodiac killer or the the Gemini killer? What was uh, you talking about Ted Cruz? Cruz. Yeah. Who hated the nigga when he was running against him, but yeah. support him now? Yeah. Right. So you have conservatives and Republicans who fell in place. They figured out who had their hands on the ball and was like, "We bang with the man." Like completely changed their narrative. Why? Because they figured out how to collectivize. Because the goal was to be loud and wrong. So this is so this is the thing. This is where I think. A lot of the argument that I make about... Because I've been saying this shit to you and George a lot, mm-hmm. really. And I've been saying we live in a more progressive society. So in terms of black people becoming more involved with politics, right now, this is the time where they'll be more susceptible to that idea, right? Like, even... This is where, you know, when, when we talk about, like, how like blackness becomes fetishized and you know how you have magical negroes mm-hmm. like since that's an inevitability we might as well take advantage of that shit like so if that magical negro negro you know what i'm saying ideology can get a nigga in office like a productive nigga mm-hmm. right i mean again this don't mean that you know what i'm saying all money is good money you feel me sure. but like you know you got your ben carson's but then you got your keith ellison's you've got your ilhan omar's you feel me yeah. so from that perspective with with Proof that we have a more liberal society, you know what I'm saying, a more quote unquote progressive society that gives us the ability to the change that we made in the house, we can do that in the Senate, right? Like, the if we can look at okay, uh, you know, we we got Ilhan Omar, Alexandria Costa Cortez, Ayanna Presley, you know, what I'm saying, uh, Rashida Tlaib, mm-hmm. you feel me, all of the minority women, right. Like with uh, uh, with the initiative to get them elected, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it was successful, and which is proof that if we keep pushing that narrative, like we need that type of change, and we need change from people that look like us, we have a society that is more able to make that thing happen than any other time in history. Right, you can start your. But campaign we also have YouTube. a society that is too afraid, even in that beautiful, wonderful world, to let go of old white man. And so it's it'll be a fight. It'll it, be a fight. I mean, for a long time, and that's what I mean. Like that's to a say part that your theory though. is wrong would be stupid because we're watching it materialize in ways that are just like this has been a long time coming. But right. why I look at that, you know what I'm saying? The reason why we can't stand and look at that spectacle for too long is because it's still so much further to go in terms of how you know we start to see things crystallize and to see really structural, you know, different changes. Right but now, we're these breaking five, ground. so breaking ground most definitely. But think about think about the position that a lot of these uh, 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 senators are in, right? Like you got to decide, especially with the house shit is set up with Nancy Pelosi with other Democrats with whatever is like, do I want to be that extreme left? 
do I want to use my opportunity to take this platform to actually get some shit done and not alienate everybody, right? It's so few of them. They have to make strategic decisions about how to cash in on what their positions and the positions that are in are, but I, are, are, are you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How, like, what, like what they look like. And so I, I'm not undermining the celebration of those things, especially as a, you know, manifestation of the incremental changes that have to happen to really shake and shift some shit up. I just feel like, I, I mean, we gotta talk but about the shit onus, that's, that's the shaking is, now. The onus is less on right the onus is less on them as individuals as it is on us to make sure we get people in More there people. that right, like to where they become a force. You feel me? Like, I mean, yeah, like right now you got the Nancy Pelosi's. That's like, oh, it's only like five of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. disrespectful shit awesome. like that. Good day. Right. But, but like, that's just the start of it. Like, what you, I mean, what, what you saw was people was like, shit, we didn't have enough. This is who we want in that hole. Right. Like, you got, you got motherfuckers that's running against a Lindsey Graham now because they tired of sitting back and watching the motherfucking I mean, it's happening, and I don't want to undermine that. I just don't think even when those situations happen that that is the best representation of less bigotry, less exclusion, less discrimination inside this country because I mean I, I, it, it just it's deeper it's, it's but it's, it's, it's more so but you said it was surface level but it's, it's deeper it's accessibility right like a more progressive a more liberal a more i want to be a i mean because even the i want to be a good white person people mm-hmm. you feel me like they're at least better because they want to be good white people. You feel me? That's like, what I made me enjoy debate. Is that you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm like saying? <laughs> even even and I don't mean this in an overly congratulatory way. So white people in debate, if you listening to this, you know, still check yourself. But I took solace in being like the worst white people in this shit is probably better white people than a lot of the worst white people outside of debate, and that's because they've <laughs> right. at least had to really, really, really think about what the fuck is being said in order yeah. to respond or engage with it. And most of them outside of actual debates, and I'm gonna say because it's just some assholes. Everybody's, I mean, whatever. I'm not gonna go down the, the 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 rabbit hole with this shit. But you know, they don't try to be intentionally. Most of them, right. many of them, don't try to be fucked up. They right. say fucked up shit. They do fucked up shit because they white and they privileged and they they they're it's ingrained. Right, it's intrinsic to them to be fucked up. Exactly. But a lot of them be trying to do they got all types of buddies and friends they be trying to build relationships and bridge gaps they try, and they, shit. conversation right like yeah. i'm like i'm to me i think a large portion of it is if if any change is going to happen motherfuckers got to be able to talk to each other you yeah. feel me and that's something that we really don't have in terms of just being able uh, put a pause in it we put a pause in it. being able to what just keep talking okay even though we could just edit it out, but uh, we we haven't had the accessibility of just the I right, let's just rap though. Like listen to what a, listen to what a nigga got to say. You feel me? We ain't had that, and with uh, with evidence pointing towards motherfuckers wanting to be less racist to move away from Donald Trump, you see a. To move away from Donald Trump. I'm trying to figure out why it's falling. We can pause it real quick. So we at least need to be able to have the conversation, right? We at least need to be able to have 
somebody to where we could sit across from them and they semi open. Yeah, you know I mean, and they done read some shit. They done right. had to sit on their spirit and sit a little on them, on them too, which is what I have to remember when I go out into spaces that are not debate and interact with motherfuckers. Like I got to remember that I'm coming from a very privileged perspective right. where people have taken some of the time to at least sift through what you know we're talking about or the merits of the conversation. They've found some nuances and whatever, and they not never straight up defending some white shit. They defending some. Intellectual shit, some other shit that is truly white shit at its core, but it's not like a, a, an attempt to justify whiteness as a right. thing or white people as a thing. It's always there are other considerations we have to have about the issue, which just makes it more nuanced. That's you know enough of us you know self congratulating debate and shit because the guy shit it needs to work out. Right. Two, don't don't you ever get it fucked up. But you know that is one area of my life where I can see a decrease maybe in the prejudice or whatever. That and, that, and that understanding. But that's that it, it gives you hope. People talking, they read, and they listen, and I just hope the rest of the world just starts to get into, you know, the deeper depths of what's going on around them, too. Right. Straight up. So, uh, and then, I mean, before we move on, I'll just say, um, I mean, it's something, to, it's something to definitely pay attention to, right? Like, if we able to, if we, we have data now to suggest that the larger public may not be as uh, susceptible. Is that a word? Yeah, it is it's completely. You <laughs> right, right. Uh, but 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 be uh, that susceptible to uh, to to Trumpism. Susceptible. susceptible. Yeah. Right. That's correct. That's that's that's, that's actually what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There we go. It's yes. late. It's late. It's late. One thousand percent. But uh, moving on. Yeah. Um, still focused on Trump, right? Uh, the next headline that we have from Associated Press is that black unemployment is rising again and Trumpism could be playing a role. Now, this is one thing I wanted to say and why I, I fuss at non-voters, right? Is because it's a lot of this, oh, you know, nothing's going to change. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter who's in there. Right. Like it's always going to be X. But what you see is that the people who are watching over uh, discrimination, like, you know, the the boards and uh, all the different agencies that uh, different presidents put in place to oversee mm-hmm. whether or not employers are uh, hiring properly. And not just from the terms of uh, affirmative action, but just uh, are, like whether or not there are a the a proportionate amount of African Americans and other minorities receiving jobs and job opportunities, right? And what we see here is that data suggests that because Trump one doesn't care about these institutions, that he's not really filling those positions and have people actually actively work in those positions. And two, employers are like this is an example where employers are more emboldened, right? Mm-hmm to be a little bit more discriminatory because they know that they have an administration that's not as, um, what is it? Not as a, uh, uh, that don't really care about that shit as much. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So from that perspective, uh, what, what, uh, I mean, economic woes do you see us having to go through continuously given, I mean, the relationship that, uh, that 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 niggas have towards this administration and you know how people i mean when i look at this the first you know word i guess it's a phrase that comes to mind um i guess we had tipping debate tonight that comes from there is non-unique right when we when it comes to 
the ways that black people correlate to like the larger dynamic and how things are changing there's always been a drawback there's always been a stark difference and so it's kind of like the same conversation where it's like we weren't worried about the economy we weren't worried about uh recessions and shit like that until they start hitting white people that's when it's time to start talking about capitalism and how bad it is or unemployment and how serious the issue is or this that and the other but it's not unique to black people you know what i'm saying so the struggle to even to either get employment or get gainful enough employment to like live a life that's sustainable has always been a struggle and a task for black people particularly black men who attempt to participate in these systems and structures that's why it makes it so frustrating to have conversations with like white people or conservatives or people who defend trump who's like yeah he might be shady he might be a little fucked up here or there but the economy is thriving like the numbers is up and the thing is for who you know what i'm saying those are always the questions that we have to end up asking is in what ways are you seeing that materializing in black and brown communities or what ways are you seeing that materialize uh with black people right if it's if the economy is booming that probably means that entrepreneurship should be up that means that uh small middle middle medium-sized businesses should be hiring more that means that other businesses should be expanded which means more jobs should be open which means like you said it's a cyclical and it comes back to what you said there's more discrimination being used in terms of who's being hired so it's not like the gate ain't open but the floodgates ain't open the gate is open niggas are sliding in they just happen not to be black which has always already been the problem and issue now is being able to be exploited by a vibrant economy or a vibrant uh job uh industry or 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 uh, sphere Right, where people are getting jobs. And, and now we can just exploit how bad we already were today. And it's interesting that you say that because uh, economist Julianne Malvo uh, discusses the economy with the Associated Press. And one thing that she points out is that when the media discusses the economy in these very complex, complicated, uh, academic terms, mm-hmm. it actually ignored the roles that uh, uh, distribution and other uh, social factors like racism uh, play in who who's actually benefiting mm-hmm. from it. Uh, one of her the exact quotes is she says, "Whenever you hear the word strong economy, think of the folks at the bottom." Uh, she wrote this in Black Press USA. While the top 1% are certainly benefiting from the growth and expansion, those at the bottom have yet benefited. Yeah. Right. And so especially when you you have people like Donald Trump who's constantly saying shit like, oh, you know, I've done more for black people than any other president or, you know, look at look at the job numbers. And it's fucked up because it's essentially like any time he's like, look at some shit, mm. you don't want <laughs> to look at it. Because, damn it, it's the exact opposite of whatever he's saying. And actually, this is actually a um, a spike that even the article does point out that there are that there are other factors uh, that could possibly contribute more. Um, you know, but a sense give like historically though, given the way that those I mean, trends play out, taking a taking credit for an economy or an economic bounce back that was not even established or started by him, it was started by decisions that Barack Obama made. You know what I'm saying? So that's already the writings on the wall in terms of how we should understand changes, shifts, migrations, and what's happening. Is that a lot of shit is your undoing because things were already on the path to being a whole lot better before you took the office. Uh, particularly with the economy you know what i'm saying so miss me with it you know what i'm saying i'm under surprised that there are remnants of gloating of self-congratulations of being haughty about shit that has little to nothing to do with the decisions that he's made as president yeah and and i also want to point out that will make it even more fucked up that black unemployment is rising 
is that unemployment in general is at a 50-year low. Yeah. Ain't that some shit? It's the irony. <laughs> but, I mean, be surprised for what? Yeah. I mean, still, though. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's crazy. You would think at some point we will be able to kind of push over the brink of or push over the kind of the the barrier if you will for black because it's like somebody got you got to give niggas something like it's all these jobs out here allegedly like right 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 but when you see that they not that tells you how deeply ingrained shit is i mean a part of it is like like we were actually saying that uh uh, it was another economist quoted in the paper his name was dean baker hey the co-director of the center for economic and policy research in washington and a side note my wife constantly talks about how her name went from being exotic because, you know, she's East African to <laughs> yeah. being, like, some normal, like, baker. And people tell her that. Damn. Ain't that some shit? Like, people literally tell her, like, man, your name was so much cooler the other way around. Oh. Disrespectful. <laughs> but anyway, shout out to Dean Baker, uh, the co-director of Center of Economic and Policy Research in Washington. Because here, we bring sources, goddamn it. Right here. So, shit, get used to it. Sure. Uh, but what he said was that Trump's ultra lax how can government serve business approach to labor regulation mean employers may further embolden bigotry in ways that legislation had previously thwarted. This is an ex- I mean, this, but this is a specific way mm-hmm. and because a, a election season is around the corner. Let's stop playing. I'm about to get I'm about to get back on my Free. you niggas need to be voting kick, oh, Lord, especially post Trump. And but, yo, especially post AOC and Ilhan Omar, right? Like we, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like we can get away. We can get away. You feel me? But um, this is exactly why this is the underlying effect, the social effect, the ripple that where it, it may not directly involve Trump, but his like ass just being in that motherfucking seat causes specific effects that we Really wouldn't have had to deal with you feel me like if it was somebody else in office there would have been problems there would have been problems one thousand percent but we wouldn't have to deal with this specific bullshit so you know <laughs> but anyway uh, of course I thank y'all for joining me on the political chop uh on the quick chop I guess we still coming on <laughs> Hey, but I mean, good conversation in terms of just not falling for these headlines, like really sit down and think about and challenge some of the ways that the narratives are being shaped around progress or being, you know, shaped around black people, you know, taking steps back in our society because there are a lot of black people who are thriving, who are making preparations, who are developing political campaigns to take what those five representatives did to the next level. And so you got to have your hand in it all. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got to have your hand in it all.